it's time to get unstuck. Do you love listening to this podcast? I'd love to have you give me a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. And if you'd like to help me keep the lights on, I'd appreciate a donation. You can do that at livingmoonmeditation.com slash podcast. Okay, our question was from Liz, and she said, I have to deal with people who put off negative energy at times. I try and I try, but I have a hard time not letting it get to me. Sometimes I absorb it, and it has made me literally sick as a dog before. I'm getting better at protecting myself and shielding. I just wish I'd hurry up and get really good at it. What do you recommend as a way to practice doing this? And so I want to say a huge thank you to Liz for asking this question because it is something that affects most of us in this group and anybody who follows my business in general. We tend to be empaths, um, empathic people, and we do um, absorb the energy of others. So we have that that we're dealing with. So thank you, Liz, for asking this question because it's a really good one and something that we can all learn from. So the first thing that I want to say is I want to get the hard thing out of the way. And this is one that nobody wants to think about, but it's something that we all need to consider. What do we get out of taking on other people's energy? Is it something that we really secretly crave and that we secretly have an addiction to? Of course, we're not going to go out and tell people, oh, I'm an empath, I absorb people's negative energy, and I love it. I just get a fix from doing that. We may not even be aware of it because we aren't always honest with ourselves. But we can have an addiction to that kind of rush we get from helping other people and taking on their energy. A lot of empaths are healers and do work with other people. Obviously, I am a healer. Um, I do a lot of energetic healing for people, and that does leave me drained, and it does leave me more prone to take on other people's energy in a negative way. Now, I am a huge proponent of energy is energy. There is no bad energy or good energy. It is just energy. The good and the bad comes from the people who are projecting the energy. So there can be what we term bad energy because of the bad intentions and motivations in the person that is projecting that energy. And so as a healer, I can take that energy on when I work with somebody I can leave them feeling in a better emotional state but by the time they leave and feel better I feel worse and it can get addictive sometimes to people and we have to be honest with ourselves to determine if we have that kind of addiction to that feeling that we get from helping others we don't necessarily like the feeling bad part or the absorbing the energy part, but we like the high and the rush that we get from helping others, and so we deal with the byproduct of that. It's like somebody who's addicted to drugs. They don't necessarily like the bad feelings they get from drugs, but they take that in exchange for the high that they get from the chemical dependence. 
So I am not in any way saying that empaths and taking on other people's energy is a drug addiction. I'm just using it as an example to say we need to be honest with ourselves first and foremost and see if we do have some kind of emotional attachment to the feeling that we get in that situation. And if we know that we have that or if we've been honest and we see that we don't have that, we need to be diligent in doing the work to protect ourselves and then to cleanse ourselves when we do take on other people's energy. Because the thing is, we can't avoid it. Empathic people can't avoid it. It's who we are. That's what we do. We absorb other people's energy. We take it on. But we can protect ourselves. We can put protections in place to ward off the energy. And we can do things to cleanse ourselves once we do have other people's energy that we've taken on. So now that we've talked about that, I want to say we need to practice. And I like how Liz said she tries and tries at this and she's getting better at it. But she wants to get really good at it. The thing is, it takes practice. We can know all the tips and tricks in the world for energy protection and for protecting our emotional um, energy. But if we don't put them into practice, they're not going to do us any good. And doing it one time does not make us an expert. And even if we are an expert, so to speak, in protecting ourselves, it doesn't mean that we're never going to have a situation that we don't take on somebody's energy. We can put all the protections in place, but sometimes it just happens because we're human and we are that type of person who takes that on. So it's a constant state of practice. And yes, the more you practice, the better you will get at it. But you're never going to get to a point in your life where you don't do it at all. So just keep that in mind as well. So there are literally thousands and thousands of things you can do to protect your energy. And I obviously am not going to sit here and talk about every single one of them. But I do want to talk about a few techniques that I use personally that I like and that I recommend to others. And then you can take them or leave them, whatever resonates for you. Um, I never want to say you have to do exactly what I do because you are a sovereign individual and I am just sharing information to you of what works for me. So if what I do does not resonate with you, please don't feel like you have to do it because there are lots of other techniques that you can do. So for preventing taking on somebody's energy, if I know I'm going to be in a situation where I'm likely to take on somebody's energy, I will start my day by grounding. I'll get up that morning, and if I don't do it in the morning, let's say I wake up today and I don't know what I'm going to do, but then later today I'm invited to go somewhere and I can't get out of going, but I know that it's going to be a huge energy drain and it's going to be a situation where I'm around people who are going to be projecting that energy on me. Well, at that point, when I know that I'm going to be going to that thing, whatever it is, I'll ground then if I don't do it in the morning. But it could be a very good practice. Well, I'm not going to say it could be. It is a very good practice to ground every morning when you wake up. And I don't do it every morning. I'm human. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and claim that I'm perfect at doing this every single day because I don't. Okay. But getting in the habit of grounding every day. 
waking up at the beginning of the day and having a grounding practice, whether that be a visualization of roots coming out of your feet, extending into the ground until you feel anchored in the ground, to running cold water on your wrists. Um, another technique for grounding is eating something. Um, eating and digestion is a very grounding activity. So anytime you're feeling a little spacey or a little too much in your crown chakra, so to speak, you can eat something and the act of eating and your digestive system kicking in will help to ground you. Although that's not what I'm talking about in terms of grounding back from um, upper chakra work, but it, it is grounding and it is a technique that works. So that's another reason why eating breakfast is um, very important and why breakfast should be one of the most important meals of your day is because the act of not eating overnight while you're asleep empties your body and empties your mind and you wake up in a less grounded state and eating breakfast will help to bring you back into that state. So grounding, I'm not going to talk about the many, many, many techniques that you can do for grounding, but again, that's something else that there's thousands of ways you can do that. So find what works for you and set a grounding practice every day. Are you tired of feeling stuck? Let's shift your energy. Start with my free quiz I made just for you. You'll get personalized tips for getting unstuck based on where your blocks are. You can find it at bit.ly slash getunstuckchakraquiz. I have the link in the show notes for you. Another thing, if you are Reiki attuned, you can give yourself self-Reiki if you know you're going to be in a situation where you can take on somebody else's energy. You can protect yourself beforehand by um, performing self-Reiki. Now, not everyone is Reiki attuned, but if you are, you can do that. If you're not and you're interested in becoming Reiki attuned, let me know. We can talk about the process for that because I am a master teacher and can give Reiki attunements. So let me know if that's something you're interested in. Although that's, again, not something I'm here to talk about per se. But if it's not something that you have and you want to add it to your energetic wheelhouse, let me know. Another thing you can do that I like to do is to visualize a bubble of protection around yourself. Now, when I'm going into a situation where I know I need extra protection, I'll take a few minutes to do a meditation and just envision sitting or standing wherever I'm at and envisioning a protective bubble enveloping me, starting from, sometimes I start from the ground, coming from a grounding sense, and sometimes I start up above my crown chakra, visualizing this bubble just spreading out and protecting me. And the reason I sometimes start from the crown chakra is because it's more of a divine protection that way. So either way is fine. Whatever resonates for you, do that. But envision yourself being enveloped by this bubble of protective energy. You can assign the bubble a color if you want to, a protective color, whatever resonates for you. But once you're enveloped in that bubble, nothing can get in to you. So somebody's negative energy that they're throwing out, it can't penetrate that bubble. 
So as long as you're in that bubble, it can't get in unless you open it up. Now, let's say you're somewhere and you have this bubble and it's your armor and people are throwing energy, throwing energy, and it's just bouncing off the bubble. It's not hitting you. But then somebody comes in and they're full of love and they're just sending out positive, loving energy. And you want to let that energy in. So you would let you would let that energy come through the bubble. It can if you let it. So I like that because then I have control over what I let in and what I ward out of my protective bubble. Then I... I like to do, this is one of my favorite ones that I'm going to talk about here besides the bubble of protection. That's one of my favorites too. But visualizing my spirit or totem animal protecting me. And if you have a spirit animal, you can do this. Even if you don't, you can do this. Because if you don't have a particular spirit animal, you can do this with jaguar. Because jaguar is a very protective energy. She is fierce. She is protective. She is loyal. She's going to take care of you. But if you have a spirit animal that you already work with and that already guides you, that would be the perfect um, spirit to work with. So my spirit animal is wolf. So I do this a lot with wolf. I will call her into me and I do this in meditation. I enter a, a meditative state and I call wolf into me and she comes and she walks around my energy field, kind of like that energetic bubble. But instead of a bubble of energy feeling like I'm cocooned in that, then I have that protection from Wolf patrolling my area. Wolf is very protective as well, and she's going to take care of me. She's not going to let anything hurt me. So those are some techniques you can use to prevent taking on somebody else's energy. But like I said, no matter what, it's going to happen at times. We can't stop other people from projecting negativity. We cannot stop other people from putting out whatever energetic force they're carrying. We can only try to protect ourselves, but even then there are going to be times when our defenses are down for whatever reason, or we just didn't do the protection work, or whatever. There are reasons that we're always going to be facing having taken on other people's energy. So, what can you do to cleanse that? Reiki, again, whether it's self-Reiki or if you go to a Reiki practitioner or whatever, you can do that. There are a lot of spiritual techniques, shamanic healing. It, it really depends on how you're feeling, how long you've been carrying the energy. But there are tons of things you can do to cleanse that energy. If you like to work with crystals, you can... Um, Work with, I'm going to tell you one, two, three, four, five crystals I like um, that I use that I carry when I want extra protection and for cleansing afterwards. Um, black tourmaline is good for cleansing and protection. Amethyst for emotional protection. Selenite for purifying energy. So that one would be really good to use for cleansing yourself after you've already taken on somebody's energy. Black obsidian for warding off and clear quartz for amplification. And I like to carry all of those in a medicine bag and hang it around my neck. Um, if you're a bra-wearing person, you can have your rocks, your crystals, and your bra. I used to do that, but now I carry them in a pouch. 
um, around my neck. I like to have crystals around my house too to protect my home from energetic entities and things like that. But again, these are just the crystals I like. Find what works for you. But yeah, just practice is the main thing I want to say. Practice your energetic hygiene. Practice every day. Um, putting on the armor, however you want to do that, whether that's Reiki. My phone is ringing. Just ignore that if you hear it. But practice Reiki, whether you're getting it from a practitioner or giving it to yourself. Practice putting on your energetic bubble. Practice calling in your spirit animal. Practice, practice, practice. And then practice the cleansing aspects as well. So it is a hygiene. Like you take care of your physical body and cleanse it and protect it. You need to do that with your energetic body as well. So these are just a few tips that I really like that work for me. You can take them. You can use them. If what I said does not resonate, just take what does and let the rest go. But those are my tips and the things that I do for energetic cleansing and protection. And I hope that helps. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Get Unstuck with Michelle Leffler. It's truly been my pleasure to talk to you today. If you like this episode or you think it will be useful for someone else, please consider leaving a review on your favorite podcast app. If you've got any questions, send me an email to hello at livingmoonmeditation.com. Here's to getting you unstuck so you can be grounded, joyful, and energetic. See you next time.